Okay, everybody, welcome back to another electrifying edition of the My Colony podcast. Now, before I get started here, I just want to let you all know that I have submitted the My Colony podcast, and it was approved to uh, iTunes. So if you have an iPhone or an iPad, you should be able to find it in the podcasts app now by searching for my colony podcast it's also available on um google play music Uh, i haven't even used that app but if you have it and you know how to search for podcasts with it you can find it there too so if you're only listening through the website and you want to use it in one of these apps you can do that now i mean you could before but you probably had to add it manually but anyway what I want to talk about today is My Colony version 0.84.0, which I released yesterday, and it should pretty much be out to most people by now. And if not, it will be shortly, so be on the lookout for that. This was kind of a just a medium-sized update. As always, I fixed a bunch of bugs, which um, I think I'm really starting to get a hold of the of the major bugs in the game it should be running fairly good now but obviously there's always more work to do and I also made a couple of tweaks to the early game you know one of the biggest complaints I get about my colony is that how slow it is starting out like when you're on a human colony and you're just waiting forever and ever and ever for more colonists to show up so I sped up the rate at the landing pad at which new colonists arrive it should be roughly twice as fast now so that should help um, human players at the beginning of the game. I know that Zolarg and Reptilians have no problems getting new colonists, but it was kind of an issue for humans, so hopefully this helps. I also sped up the cloning vats, the cloning facility, a little bit, so a little later on that helps even further. I've also made a couple tweaks to the Galactic Board of Trade. Uh, you may remember the last update I added the auto-trading feature, which I think has been a good addition to the game. There's now a lot of trades there available, but on some of the resources, like particularly food, water, and ore, there were so many trade contracts available that just clicking on those items in the Galactic Board of Trade could really lag down your machine, especially on a mobile device. So what I changed now is if you select like ore or something and there's just 2,000 ore contracts available the game will automatically filter out ones that you can't afford or ones that are just a really bad trade deal and so that it only shows you contracts that you're actually likely to want to purchase and this should improve performance quite a bit on most devices there's still a lot of changes I need to make to the auto trader I want to make customization options to where you can determine what the minimum and maximum Uh, trade limits are and how many trades per day you want to do etc so expect that to come in the future another thing i changed is for regional cities i saw this suggestion on the forum somebody wanted to be able to add like a little description for each sub city or notes or like a to-do list on things you wanted to work on for that city so if you're playing a region game on a sub city if you open the stats window now There's a new text box where you can enter a description or some notes on that city. And then when you're on the main overview screen, if you mouse over that city, the pop-up will now show the notes that you put in. So you can use that to kind of better organize your region or to differentiate cities. I know if you are playing for a long time and you have 10, 20, 30, 100 cities on there, it might be helpful to be able to see a little description on what that city is about. So you can do that now. The next thing I did was I made some edits to the old Forest World map. The Forest World now starts with a river, and you'll also have a few mega trees at the beginning. Uh, for those of you who've never played Zolarg, mega trees are one of their things, 
and it's basically just a huge tree that provides way more wood. Now, if you're a human on the forest map, you'll never be able to build a new mega tree. So the ones you start with, that's what you get. So you can either try to conserve them or just use them for wood. It'll give you a little extra boost at the beginning. The biggest changes, though, came to the abandoned world map. The abandoned world map, to make it look more alien, now has kind of a pinkish-purplish hue to it. Oh, and it also has a river, but it's not a water river. It's ether, a new resource I added to the game. It's this uh, glowing pink resource called ether. And the story for the abandoned world is there's a civilization there millions of years ago that went kaput due to like a huge nuclear disaster. And one of the fallouts from this disaster was this ether, the new resource in the game. It like used to be toxic radioactive sludge, but now it's kind of cooled down a little bit and can be used for uh, um, industrial purposes. And so far, the only civilization that can take advantage of this is the reptilians. And so to go along with this, the reptilians have some new units. They have the ether extractor, which can harvest this ether. There's an ether processing facility that takes the ether and converts it into water and uranium, because I know uranium was an issue for the reptilians on this map. And there's a new um, ether baths, kind of like a resort where tourists and reptilians can soak in this radioactive ether and maybe get health benefits from it and pay you money for the opportunity. Now, the thing about ether is it's not going to be able to be produced on any other planet other than the abandoned world. And over the next few updates, I'm going to be introducing other resources that are specific to certain worlds so that there's a little bit of a scarcity involved in them, and that should encourage trade. Because right now in most things, after you get to a certain point of the game, they're basically infinite. You, know, you never have to buy them. You can just build them out of thin air, basically. And so Ether is going to be a little different, and there's going to be a few more resources coming in the next few updates that are like that. So stay tuned for that. I think it'll add a little more complexity to the later game and a little more challenge and just something to do and a reason to trade with other players. I was also thinking about adding a feature soon that's kind of like regions, but you get to start another map attached to your main map that is off-world, like a moon or an asteroid. Because, you know, right now if you have a region game, every map in the region is the exact same map type. What this will let you do is start an extension colony, like on an asteroid or a moon, that you can exploit for additional resources. And it probably will not share the same resource pool that your main map does, like on a region, because it's far away. And you're probably going to need spaceships to transfer goods back and forth. But this idea is kind of still in the planning stages, but it's probably going to come sooner than later. Because the more I think about it, the more I think it would be a pretty fun idea. But let me know in the forum what you think about this concept and what ideas you have for it before I start implementing it. But yeah, I think having extension asteroids and moons associated to your colony would be another cool thing to add to the game. Beyond that, that's pretty much it for the 0.84.0 update. I'm going to be pushing this update out to Antiquitous, which hasn't gotten an update in a couple months. And there's quite a few bug fixes that have occurred in my colony since then, so this will be good for Antiquitous. On the Colony Wars front, I really didn't do any work on it in the last month. I've been pretty busy on other things, and I kind of have a busy month coming up here in April. But I'm going to try to get more work done on Colony Wars. Um, I'll let everybody know in the Colonies War in the Colony Wars form what the progress is on that. I hope to get it done, like released... Maybe not the campaign, but at least the multiplayer and the AI multiplayer before this summer. So that's kind of my goal. And then maybe throughout the summer I'll add campaign maps and then have the full version ready by 
hopefully the time school starts again in the fall because that's usually a good time for games so that's kind of what i'm going to go for there so be on the lookout for that other than that yeah just keep plugging away at my colony and so let me know um in the forums or on the comments for this podcast what you guys think what you guys like to see the future updates i kind of let you know what i had planned there's going to be new resources coming for several planet types there's probably going to be the asteroid and moon extraction feature coming Oh, and I do want to add keyboard shortcuts into the game. There's a few keyboard shortcuts already, but there's a pretty good suggestion on the forum that laid out a ton of them that could be added. And to me, it seems like a good idea, so that'll probably be implemented soon also. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode of the My Colony podcast up. Um, As always, guys, thanks for playing the game. Thanks for listening to my rambling on here about the game. If there's anything else you want to hear in the next episode or whatnot, just let me know and I'll see what I can throw in there. Thanks for playing the game, and, you know, have a good day.